We're up to the two dots on Kufiud Aleph Ahmed Aleph. Uh, just, I was looking this over. I think I barely looked this over. I didn't have enough time. Uh, I will say this. I one of the things that I think makes this next Gemara a little bit tricky, and I'm going to try to like simplify it for you, is there were there were different mishmaris for the Kehanim. So instead of like the names Reuben and Shimon, they're giving their actual names. The first mishmar was Yehoyarov, and the second one was Yedaya. But just think of Yehoyarov as Reuven and Yedaya Shimon. Yehoyarov was the first A and B. Now, th- this is the main point. We said in the Mishnah that when you're stealing from a ger, and then you lie about it and admit it, see, then the ger dies, you have to give Karen, Chaymish, Karen Chaymish to the Kehanim, and a carbon Asham. We said in the Mishnah, this is the main rule. Now, I- I- ideally, in a perfect world, if you want to avoid this entire daf, you just go over and you bring the Karen and the Chaymish and the Asham at the same time. So you give them the Karen and the Chaymish, thank you. There's the Kapara, then you bring the Asham, which is the finishing the Kapara, beautiful. But our Mishnah said, what if you gave them at different Mishmaris? So the halacha is like this, if the Asham is sacrificed before the money is given, you are not Yaitza. Giving the Asham first is if sacrificing the Asham first is not kosher, you guys are going to see in a moment based on Psukim, the money has to be given first. Think of the carbon Asham as like the, the kapara, like going into the mikvah. You can't do it unless, unless you do tshuva first. So the tshuva is the money, and then the carbon is mechaver. Now, if you give the, the let's say you give the Ruvain's mishmar the carbon, you don't give them the money, and then you give Shimon, the second Mishmar, the money. So we said, what's the halacha? So is the animal still alive? If the animal's still alive, take the animal, sla- slaughter it now, then it's fine. But if the animal's already sacrificed, not yoytza. As I just got finished saying, animal first, not yoytza. Which means that, and this is the main point, the, 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 the Mishmar that just took the carbon without taking the money was doing something wrong. It's because when you show up to Ruben's Mishmar and they say, uh, okay, how can we help you? You say, well, I have Karen Chaymish and a carbon. And they say, okay, we'd like the money first. And he says, I'm giving the carbon first. They should not take it. They should say, no, give us the money first, because that is the proper order. By them taking the carbon first, it's really not a good thing. Because if the carbon is sacrificed first, then Ayyotza. That's one thing to realize that what they did was wrong by taking the carbon first. They should have demanded that all of it be given at the same time. And by the way, if you don't have all three, then don't give us the carbon. Wait till next week when you have all three. But they should not have taken the carbon first. Okay. Says the Gemara Tan Rabbanon, Nasan Asham Yarov. You give the carbon to Ruvain, to first Mishmar. The Kesav Liyadaya, but then you give the money to the second Mishmar. So Ruvain's Mishmar should not have taken the carbon. So what are the Mishmar? What are the so what's the halacha? So the Gemara understands right now that you have again. Reuven has the carbon. Reuven has the animal. Shimon has the money. We want them to all be together. Somebody's got to give it up. So who should give it up? So I would say the one who should give it up is the one who has the animal. They should not have taken the animal first. They should call up the next Mishmar and say, "Hey, here's the animal. We're shipping it to you. You're, you're, you pick it up next week." That, that's what they should do. Because the money should be first. But says, and that's the Chachamim Shita, as we'll see in the Braisa. But Rabbi Yehuda disagrees. Says the Gemara, Yachzer Kesav Eitzel Asham, the money goes to the carbon, meaning we go to Shimon and we say, give the money to Reuven. Now that's very strange. I understand the end result is we want one Mishmar to have both. I get that. Reuven took the carbon, Shimon took the money. Shimon didn't do anything wrong, right? 
Reuben did something wrong. They shouldn't have been taking an animal before the money. But what do we do? We call up Shimon and we say, hey, take your money, give it to Reuben. And by the way, that means that if, they, if they're able to do it good, and if not, then we wait till the next cycle. And it was a 24-week cycle. We want Shimon to give up the money. That's where Yehuda Shita, which is strange, because what did Shimon do that was wrong? Usually when you tell someone to give something up, it's like a penalty. What did they do something wrong? If anything, Reuben did something wrong by taking the animal. What did Shimon do wrong that we're telling that we're calling him up? Okay, we'll analyze that in a second. Yeah, the but but they, but they don't. But you're allowed to take the money first. There's no you, you're allowed to take the money first. So what did Shim do? Well, analyze it in a second. The Chachamim say what the opposite, which is Yasser Asham The Chachamim say very simply, and that is we call up Ruvain who took the animal first that they should not have done, and we say, hey, give the carbon to the next group. Okay. So the question is, why does Rav Yehuda say that again? He gave the animal to Ruvain, gave the money to Shimon. We call up Shimon and we say, give the money to Ruvain. Ruvain's Mishmar. Why? What did, Shimon, what did Shimon do wrong? Reuven should not have taken the carbon. If anything, I think Reuven's guilty. Watch Shimon. So the Gemara says, Hey, Chidami. What Rashi explains, what did Shimon do wrong? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you the case. You know the case is? They go to Ruvain during Ruvain's Mishmar, they give him an animal. They shouldn't have taken that. Okay. Then they go to Shimon during Ruvain's Mishmar. And they go to Shimon not during Shimon's Mishmar, not a week later. They call up Shimon during Ruvain's Mishmar and give him the money. He shouldn't have taken it. That's why Rav Yudah. So they're both wrong. The question is, which is more wrong? They go to Ruvain during Ruvain's Mishmar, give him the animal. Should Ruvain have taken that? No, it's not great. Okay, fine. Then they call up Shimon during Ruvain's Mishmar. Not during Shimon's Mishmar, not next week. They call up Shimon when he's not even working in the base of Mikdash and say, hey, I'm dropping off money by you so that you have it next week. Shimon should not have taken it. Because it's not his Mishmar. So he's setting up, first of all, it's not his Mishmar. But he's messing up Ruvain. Ruvain has an animal that he's not allowed to bring. And he gave it to Shimon. Shimon should say, it's not our Mishmar. The animal needs to be with the money. Call up Ruvain, take it to them. That's what they should do. And that's an egregious error. The machlaikis is, in such a situation, who do we penalize? They're both wrong. Reuven is wrong because they shouldn't have taken the money, the carbon. Shimon is definitely wrong because they should not have taken the money. They should have said, this is not a good idea. You're giving us the money when he has the carbon, and if he brings it, he's not Yoitza. This is a bad idea. Call up Reuven, send it to him. But they were selfish and held on to the money. So the question is, they're both wrong. Who do we penalize? Rav Yehuda feels we penalize Shimon and say, Shimon, give him the money. And Rav Anand say, no, we penalize Ruvain and say, you shouldn't have taken the carbon, give him the carbon. That's the machlekes. And the Ganas doesn't need to have Kavana for who he's giving to when? No. It just has to be in the proper order and it's got to be timely. That's it. So the Gemara says, that's the case. Rav Yehuda holds, so they're both, they're both wrong. Ruvain and Shimon are wrong. So Yehoirov and Yedaya are wrong. The question is, who, who's more wrong? So Rav Yehuda says, Because Shimon took the money when it was not his, his week, we penalize him. Therefore we force him to give up the money. And Rabbanon say, no. Rabbanon say, yeah, Shimon was wrong, but the first wrong was already Reuven. Reuven had already acted inappropriately by taking the carbon without taking the money. And therefore, and therefore we penalize Reuven that he has to give up the carbon, give it to Shimon. So one says Shimon gives up the money to Reuven, one says Reuven gives up the carbon to Shimon. Because that helped them. 
they knew what Yairav and Yedaya was. I, to me, it's, it's confusing. So I'm using Reuben and Shimon. They, were, they, were, they, they knew them. It's why like half, half the Shiurim is uh, Gavin and Adam. You know. So the Gemara says like this. Tanya, Amar Rebbe. Now Rebbe says like this. Rebbe makes a couple clarifications and we'll finish up this sugya. Um, I think Ahmed Bey is a lot easier if you're doing a Bikis. So the Gemara says, Tanya, Amar Rebbe. Ledivri Rebbe Yehuda. According to Rebbe Yehuda. Again, Rebbe Yehuda Shita is. Again, Rebbe Yehuda Shita is. The cases where they gave the animal to Ruvain was wrong. Then they gave the money to Shimon during Ruvain's Mishmar. Rabbi Yehuda says, we call up Shimon, we say, give him the money. Give the money back to Ruvain. Even though you're both wrong, you're more wrong. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda, Im kadmu b'nei yaira v'hikrivu sa'asham, yachsa v'yavi asham acher, v'yakriveyu b'nei yadaya. Oh, here's the case. They gave the animal to Ruvain. Shouldn't have taken it. Then they gave the money to Shimon during Reuven's Mishmar. He definitely shouldn't have taken it. So what did the you to say? We penalized Shimon. But what happened was, before he returned the money, Reuven brought the carbon. Wrong order. Not Yotza. Got to do it again. The question is, when you bring the second animal, who has the schus to, who sacrifices it? The answer is Shimon. Meaning, while Shimon should have given him the money, I understand that, but by Reuven, and they're both wrong, but we penalize Shimon, says Rabbi Yehuda. But once Reuven sacrifices it out of order, he's gone. We're done. You're done. You're not getting a second chance. You had a one chance, strike one, you're out. When you replace the carbon, give it to Shimon. Well, I would say the reason Shimon's giving it to Reuven is the quickest way to get things done. Correct, and that's the point. Huh? It's not really a penalizing him, it's just we want to make sure things don't go wrong. No, but then well, one's got to give it up. So why doesn't Reuven say, well, I'll wait. Why doesn't Reuven say, I'll wait and let him s- deliver the carbon to me. And by the, I, I'll show up, my, my shift starts next Sunday. By the time I start, everything will be ready. The answer is there's money involved. And there's animals involved. There's, there's finances involved. So therefore, someone's being penalized. You want to say that that's not the... Rashi says konsu. That's why I'm using the terminology penalized. Rashi says kanas. But the point is, someone's got to give it up. So the point is, though, but if Reuven, even though Reuven and Shimon are both wrong, and if Yehuda penalizes Shimon more than Reuven, but once Reuven sacrifices the carbon out of order, you're, you're done. You're done. The second carbon goes to Shimon. He's going to do it. He's already got the money. He's going to hold on to the money. Meaning we don't say, well, Shimon, give him the money and give him a second chance. No, no, you're done. You definitely shouldn't have done that. But says the Gemara, okay, it makes sense. But although Reuven brought the carbon at the wrong time and not Yotz and they have to bring a second carbon, Reuven gets to keep the animal. That's the question. What do you mean get to keep the animal? It's a puzzle carbon. What is there to keep? Can't eat it. So the Gemara says, Amri Lamai Chazi, Ashim Puzzle. It's a carbon puzzle. Reuven brought it at the wrong time, the wrong order. Not Yotz. They have to bring another one. But says the Gemara, Reuven gets to keep it. What do you keep what? You can't eat it. Says the Gemara, Amarabla Ayre, the hide. The hide you get to keep. Reuven's, although Reuven did it the wrong time, at the end of the day, it's a sacrifice he brought, so he gets to keep the hide. Okay. Says the Gemara Tanya, Amar Rabbi, Ladiv Rabbi Yehuda, Im Kayim Asham Yachser Asham Eitzel Kesef. Rabbi Yehuda said again that if Reuven is given the animal and then Shimon is given the money, we make Shimon give it up to Reuven. Here's this Brysa. This Brysa says we make Reuven give it up to Shimon. So it's a straight up contradiction. The first Brysa, Rabbi Yehuda said, let Shimon give the money to Reuven, but now he's saying, let Reuven give the animal to Shimon. Which one is it? Says the Gemara, The answer is, You know what the case is? Exactly. Reuven gave his, the animal was given to Reuven first. He's wrong. Then during Reuven's Mishmer, during Reuven's week, they gave the money to Shimon. Reuven says, that's even more wrong. Make Shimon give the money. 
But what if Shimon, Shin, Shimon didn't give the money till the end of the week? And why? And Rashi says the case is where Reuven didn't hound him. If Reuven didn't hound him to get the money and the end of the week happens, now it's Shimon's Mishmar, now Reuven gives it. So during Reuven's week, we force Shimon to give the money, but if Reuven wasn't on top of the game and the week ended, and now it's Shimon's week, then Reuven gives. I mean, we don't say, wait 24 weeks. No, now Shimon, now Reuven gives it to Shimon. Okay. Tani Idach, another Bryce says, Another Bryce says that if Reuben and Shimon again the same thing, uh, Shimon has to give up the money to Reuben. Where I says, yeah, that's you're just repeating review the shita. I'm aware of that. That's literally what we've been talking about for the last fifteen minutes. So the Gemara says, Pshita, it's posh that's a shita. You know what the case is? Again, Reuven has the animal. Shimon is given the money during Reuven's week, so what's the halacha? Shimon should give the animal to Reuven. What if Shimon doesn't ask Reuven, and Reuven doesn't ask Shimon, and two weeks go by, and they do nothing? <laughs> like, he didn't bring the carbon. He, he, he didn't really do it, process the money. No, so then the halacha is 24 weeks later, we give them both to Reuven. Restart. Restart. Meaning, Reuven was wrong, Shimon was wrong, but they both didn't rectify it. Nobody did anything about it. So then, when 24 weeks later, and it's Reuven shifts again, give them all to Reuven. Oh, it's interesting, because I guess they're Muchzak, they're both going on to it. They both have a Chazaka on it. Correct, but the point is, we're not going to force them to give it to a third party. Correct, but the point is, they're holding on to it, they're Chazaka, they're Muchzak. We're not going to take it from them to give it to a third party. One of them is going to win. And the answer is, in such a situation, restart. Give it to Reuven. So it's like Ruben, whatever, if they're really evil about it, they both like, Ruben has an incentive to not have anything done in two weeks. Like, yeah. Shimon will give it to Ruben, but then Shimon's going to hold out, then Ruben's going to want to hold out. That's why they shouldn't have done it. That's why they're both wrong. Can the guy give it another set to believe? No, it's an Asham. It's an Asham. It's an Asham. You can't set aside can another Asham. Nah. nah. Can't, can't do that. They didn't bring the car with it. They I don't think you're able to do that. I have to check. I mean, that's literally. Yeah, that's most of Menachas. I don't think once you set aside an Asham, I don't think you could replace it. I have to check though. Um, okay, Viter. Now we said this rule. The rule is that if the animal is brought before the money, not Yotza. Money is brought before the animal, not animal before the money. If you bring the animal first, not Yotza. What's the source? So the Gemara says, Menonimi, what's the source? Amarava, Domarkar, the Post says, Ha'asham, Hamushiv, Lashem, Lakohen, you give the money to the Kayan. Milvad, in addition, uh, or um, aside from, El Hakipur, Mashiachavar. So the Gemara understands, Mechlad, the Kasabresha, meaning you give the money, and that's in addition to the carbon. Money first, and then in addition means then the carbon is brought secondary. So the other Gemara understands that the source is the word milvad means afterwards. Meaning that you give the money, milvad, milvad, uh, milvad, elakipurim, that the money is given aside from the atonement, meaning the money first, and then the carbon. The Here's the problem. If you're going to do that, that's the source from the word milvad, and you're going to play that game that milvad means that I give A, that means milvad B, that means A is before B. Here's the problem. That same Lashen is found by the carbon Musaf regarding the Tumid in the morning. That you bring the Tumid in the morning, Milvad the carbon Musaf. That means that according to this ratio, this formula, Musaf first. Right? Every time you Milvad means you put it first. 
That means that the carbon musaf is bought before the tamid in the morning. That is not allowed. Huh? Correct. It's, it's just also not allowed. You're not allowed to bring any other carbon before the carbon Tamar Shoshachar. Tamar Shoshachar was the first carbon brought. Nothing is allowed to be brought before that. So how could you say that the word milvad means that I give the money, milvad, the carbon, meaning carbon, but milvad puts the money first. They have that exact same lashon with the musaf. That is the carbon Tamar, milvad, the carbon musaf. So that means that the musaf is before the Tamar. That's not true. That's not possible. Says the Gemara, According to your formula, milvad it says you bring the musaf, Milvad Oilas Abaiker, aside from the Oila, which means that the Musaf is first. That means that you said the Musaf has to be first. The same way the money is first, the Musaf is first. How do I know? The Bryce says, How do I know? This Bryce is like brought up throughout uh, Zavach and Menachos like a thousand times. How do I know that nothing could be brought before the Tamid in the morning? The first. So what's the so how could you say that the word milvad means first? It doesn't mean first over there. The answer is that's not what that's not the source. The source is not from the word milvad. Says the Gemara, Amirava, Amirle, Anobi Asher Yechaper by Nafkale, Adayan Le Keeper. You know what it means? Asher Yechaper. It's not from the word milvad, it's from Asher Yechaper. It says that you bring the carbon, Asher Yechaper, that the carbon will bring the final atonement, meaning by the time the carbon is brought, everything's already ready. You see, if you're able to bring the carbon before the money, then the carbon is not going to bring full atonement. So the fact that it says the carbon brings full atonement, that means the carbon is the finishing touch. It's not the first, it's the finishing touch. Okay. Weiter, one more halacha, and we'll just finish up the parak, and that is um, the, the same thing that there's a Karen, a Chaymish, and an Asham, and a chaymish is the least important. Um, karen has to be done first, and then the carbon. And if the car- carbon is brought first, it's not yotza. This is all regarding a convert that you stole from, then the convert died. A similar punishment, identical punishment, is for me'ila. Me'ila means that if you use, if you use, um, if you misappropriate hegdish. So let's say I use klisharis. Uh, for my personal use, the klisharis is worth $10. So I have to give $10, Karen. I have to give a chaymish. I have to give a 20% uh, surcharge. I give $2. And I have to bring a carbon. So the same Karen chaymish carbon for stealing from a care is the same punishment for me'ila. So we're going to bring a b'risa by me'ila and we're going to uh, learn out from each other. Says the Gemara, Tanarabonon, Menayin Shem Hevi, how do I know that if you bring one without the other, you're not yotza? Meaning, you need both. Right? The chaymish, not so much. The karen and the karbon, chaymish is not ma'akiv. It's not ma'akiv. You don't bring the chaymish, you're just losing on the mitzvah. You, you're still got a kapara. That's true with the gezel and that's true with mi'ila as well. How do I know that by mi'ila, the karen and the karbon are essential for atonement? Tamaloimer, be'el ha'asham v'nislachlo. Okay, Be'el, the carbon, Asham, the Karen, Vinislach, Venika Kapar. How do I know that if I bring the carbon first before giving the money, you're not Yotza, the same way by, you know, by, uh, by Gezlager? Tamalemer, Be'el Asham, Ha'asham Bikvar, Ha'el Ba'asham, meaning that the Asham has to already be given, then the El, then the carbon. Does a chaymish also, maybe the chaymish also, is it necessary for the atonement? So the imam is the same halach is, 
that are written over here are the same things as regarding Gezel Ager. Says the Gemara, the Yilmad Hegdish Mehedit, the Hedit Mehegdish. And we learn the halachas are comparable to each other. How so? Hegdish Mehegdit, we learn that the laws of Me'ilah are learned out from Gezel Ager. In what way? Ma Asham Dahasam Karen Av Hasham Av Asham Dahacha Karen. Yeah, one of the drushes was, it said the word Ale and Asham. We said Ale is animal. Asham is the principle. How do we know that? That whole Brisa was assuming that the word Asham is the principle. How do you know the word Asham is the principle? So the Gemara said, that's learned out from Gezlager. That by Gezlager, it says the word Asham, and we darshaned Asham means principle, means the money. So to over here, Asham means principle. So that aspect we compare uh, Me'ila, we learn out Me'ila from Gezlager, and vice versa. We learn out Gezlager from Me'ila, and regarding what halacha, Ma'hegdish e'in choymish ma'akiv, the concept that Chaymish is not Ma'akiv by Gezlager is learned out from the laws of Me'ila. That by Me'ila, Chaymish is not Ma'akiv, so too Gezlager, Chaymish is not Ma'akiv as well. Okay, the final parak of Meseches Babakama. We are going to Hagoizel Umachel. Okay, start the Mishnah. The Mishnah says like this The Mishnah has two halachas. The Mishnah has two halachas. They're not very complicated. Uh, they're complicated if you do Be'in. Uh, Rebekiyas, they should be all right. First halacha. Hagoizel umachel as bonov. Okay? Someone steals an item and then feeds it to his children. So what's the halacha? Uh, the halacha is, I'll just say it, they are potter. Meaning, this is standard halacha, and that is that if Reuven steals from Shimon and then Reuven feeds the food to someone else or sells it to someone else, it is Reuven's problem, not the people that they ate it. So if a person were to steal... And then feed it to someone else. The owner cannot take the people who ate it to court. It can only take the ganav to court. Okay. We'll analyze in a second why that is. Okay. That's halacha number one. And then halacha number two is heniach lefneim. What is the halacha if you steal something and then you die and then you leave it as an inheritance to your children? Does the, do the children have to pay? So says the Mishnah. Petur milashalim, potur milashalim. The children do not have to pay the ganeva. So what's the reason now? So okay, this also we have to understand. What's the reason for this? So there's two halachas. Each one has multiple options in them being understood. I'll get to in a second. But if let's say when the father died, he left real estate, then If he left real estate, then you have to pay for the gneva. Okay. So let's go through these two halachas and look. So we'll get, I'll, I'll get to it. Well, let's get to the two dots and then I'll explain the first. Let's do the first one and then I'll explain the second one. The first halacha was that if Reuven steals from Shimon and then Reuven feeds it to his children, feeds it to his neighbors, feeds it to anybody else, Shimon cannot take those people to court. He could only take Reuven to court. Why? So says the Gemara, Am Rav Chizda. Rav Chizda says a halacha that seems to be not like what I just told you. What does Rav Chizda say? Gozal, if you steal, V'loy nesiyayishu habaylam. You steal, and the owners are not Mi'ayish. So Reuven steals it from Shimon, but Shimon is not Mi'ayish. And then Reuven, so Reuven steals it from Shimon, and then feeds it to Levi. So what did the Mishnah say? Shimon cannot go to Levi for money, he can only go to Reuven for money, the Ganev. But what does Rav Chizda say? Rav Chizda says, Shimon could take either to court. He could either take the Ganev to court, or he could take the one who ate the food to court. 
Now the problem is, that is not like our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said that you can only take the Ganav to court, not the person who consumed the food. But Rav Chizah said you could take either to court. So what's going on? My time, Rav Chizah explains his reason. He says that until there's Yish, it's considered not stolen. Therefore, so basically in such a situation, Rav Chizah looks at it like this. Reuven steals uh, chicken, a, a, a whole rotisserie chicken from Shimon. Shimon is not Miyayish. Then Reuven feeds it to Levi. So Rav Chizda says, Shimon can take either to court. Why? Until there's Yish, it's not real Geneva. Meaning, the item was sort of stolen by two people. It was taken out of the domain physically by Reuven, but it was consumed by Shimon. They both got off him. Levi didn't know. When Levi ate it, he didn't know he was a Ganav, but he didn't both got off him. Because until there's Yish, it's not... There's no, there's, no, there's no way to really steal it. So Reuven is a partial Ganev, Levi's a partial Ganev. So Chizda says you can take either to court. I, our Mishnah says you can only take Reuven to court, you only take the Ganev. So how do you reconcile that? Reuven seems to be arguing on our Mishnah. Chizda says our Mishnah is talking about a case where it's after Yish. Meaning, in other words, according to Chizda, our Mishnah could be, it's understood very simply, and that is, if you steal, if Reuven steals from Shimon, and Shimon's Miyayish, and then Reuven feeds it to Levi, Reuven's the one responsible, not Levi, why? Because from Levi's perspective, there was Yish and Shina Rishus. It was Yish and it came out of the domain. By the time it came to Levi, it's already clean. So therefore, the only one who's really responsible is Reuven. If Shimon is not Miyayish, then Reuven's not really Kaina, then Levi is uh, as much to blame as Reuven. They could both be taken to court. But if there's Yish already, then Reuven is Kaina by Yish and Shina Rishos. By the time it's given to Levi, it's clean. The only one who's responsible is Reuven. There's no Geneva until the. the Yish? Correct. Correct. That's the assumption. Okay. That's the explanation of the first halacha of the Mishnah. Okay. Let's go to the second halacha. The second halacha was that if a person steals something and then dies, his children do not have to pay the original owner, their potter. Now the question is, why? There's basically two ways to understand this. You could look at it as the item is still intact or the item is already gone. Two different ways to look at it. Let's go with the item is still intact, which is a bigger chiddush. You You steal a laptop, okay? Reuven steals a laptop from Shimon and then dies, says the Mishnah, Reuven's children doesn't have to return the laptop. Now what's the case? Is the laptop still intact or is the laptop gone? Did he already sell the laptop? If the laptop is still intact, why do you have to give it back? It's a pella. The item's right there. <laughs> Shimon's like, that's my laptop. right? That's my laptop, right? So if that's my laptop, then why, why don't I give it back? Says the Gemara, you see from here, Amr Rami Bar Rami Bar understands the cases where the item is still intact and you still don't have to pay it why not? You see from here that Yerusha is like a person who bought it. Meaning, you have Yish, and then there's Shinoi Bailam. He looks at an inheritor as not a continuation of the father, but as a third party. Therefore, the item is still intact, but you had Yish, you had the sale, the sale is valid, the sale in this case being inheritance. So again, Reuven steals the laptop from Shimon, and then Reuven dies. The laptop's still sitting there. Shimon cannot go to Reuven's kids and get the money back, get the laptop back. Why? Because when, when Reuven died, it's as if he sold it to his children. It's a completely different ownership. It's not an extension. It's a new ownership. And in a regular case of the neighbor, a guy steals it, 
What bothers me, Aish, it's in the, the Gunner's domain. Who does it belong to? He was Miyayish? Yeah. It's still, the, it's still the original owners. It's still the original owners. But over here you had Yish and Shina Rishus. The second it goes into their domain, it's leaving Ruven's domain. So you have Yish, and then the second Ruven gives it to anybody, that's it. They could keep it because it's clean. So the Chiddush of this is that inheritance is considered a change in domain. You can look at his inheritance as just a continuation of the father. No. Uh, uh, inheritance is 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 a, is a, is a completely different ownership. That's the chiddush. That's Rami Bar perspective on the Gemara. That the item oh, and karka karka doesn't work. Karka doesn't travel. Now, by the way, that means that Rami Bar understands that the case is the laptop is still intact. So why is it that the children don't have to give it to the original owner? Is because they look at the inheritance as like a, a purchase, like a completely different ownership. Says the Gemara, Rava Amar, Rava disagrees. Rishus Yerush Lavka Rishus Lakech Tavi. Rava says, What are you talking about? Inheritance is not a different domain, it's a continuation. Oh, if it's a continuation, if the laptop is there, why don't they have to give it back? The answer is the laptop is not there. Rava's forced to say the case is where the laptop was already sold by the time it got to them. It's just a debt. Children are not responsible to pay for their parents' debt after death. That's the answer. Unless there is uh, land, because if they left land, then the land is a lien, and then they have to sell the land in order to pay off the debt. But the point is, according to Rami Bar the case is where this item is still intact, because he looks at his inheritor as a third party. Therefore, you have Yish and Shina Rishos, and the children are kind of, that's why they don't have to give it back, even though the laptop is still intact. Rabbi disagrees. Rabbi says, no, an inheritor is a continuation of the father. There's no Shina Rishos. So then if the laptop is still intact, why don't they have to give it back? The answer is, if it was intact, the attacker would have to. The case of the Mishnah is that the laptop is gone, and it's just a debt. Says the Gemara, So in other words, what you have over here is, because Rami Bar and Rava disagree as to whether uh, inheritance is continuation of their same rishos or it's a different rishos, they're forced to explain the Gemara differently. According to Rami Bar the case is the laptop is still intact, and according to Rava, the laptop is gone. So here's the question, though. According to Rava, Hamdani Seifa, what does the end of the Mishnah say? Here's the problem. Doesn't the end of the Mishnah say that if there's land, then you have to return? Land is intact. Doesn't that kind of sound like the entire Mishnah is talking about a case where the items are still intact? The end of the Mishnah talks about land. Now, the end of the Mishnah, okay, yeah, meaning the Gemara understands that the item is similar to land. And just like by land, it's intact, so too the item is still intact as well. Second, hold on. One second, I'm sorry. Yeah, um... Yeah, so the Gemara understands that if the end of the bright end of the bright Mishnah says that if if the father left real estate, then they have to pay. Now real estate is intact, so therefore doesn't stand to reason that the item is also intact. So meaning ah, meaning you could have read the Mishnah that the land is what the father stole. So if the father stole land, then they have to return it. That means that the stolen item is intact. Says Rava, no, 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 no. It doesn't mean that the item, the land is not the item. The land is if the father left them land then they have to use the land to pay off the debt. Meaning, the entire mission is talking about the same case. The stolen item is gone. The laptop is gone. 
If the laptop was intact, you'd have to return it. The laptop is gone. So do the children have to pay off the debt? The answer is no. But if the father left real estate as part of the inheritance, then there's a lien on the real estate from when the father was alive to pay off the debt. Then they have to use the real estate to pay off the debt. The case is the laptop is gone in all the cases. Here's the problem. The problem is Rava is consistent that the entire Mishnah is talking about a case where the real estate Rava is consistent that the entire mission is talking about a case where the Geneva is gone. Here's the problem. Rebbe taught Rav Shimon his, following, his son the following. Rebbe taught Rav Shimon his son, Rav Shimon Bar Rebbe. Rebbe taught his son Rav Shimon that the Mishnah is talking about a case where the item is intact. Why? Because he said... Rebbe's taught his son of Shimon that when the Mishnah says the land, it means the land was stolen and it doesn't have to be land. Anything that is nicker that the father did, you have to return. What do I mean? Let's say I talked about a case with a laptop. Let's say that, and, and, and according to Rava, according to Rava, you don't have to return it. Let's say instead of a laptop, Let's say instead of a laptop, um, the item was a cow. Says Rebbe, told, told the son of Shimon, if the item is a cow, you have to return it. Why? Because everyone is going to look at that cow and say, oh, that his father stole. So for kibbut aim, you have to return it. Look at the Gemara. It doesn't be, mean that you have to return Dafka if he stole real estate. Even if he stole a cow and plowed with it, you have to return, why? Because of meaning, Rebbe is interpreting the Mishnah, not like Rava. Rava interpreted the Mishnah that the entire Mishnah is talking about a case where the stolen item is gone, and therefore, what's the halacha? The halacha is two parts. If the stolen item is gone, you don't have to pay because it's a debt, but if the father left real estate, then you have to use real estate to pay off the debt. But, in both cases, the stolen item is gone. Rebbe did not interpret the Mishnah that way. Rebbe said, no, 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 no. The Mishnah is talking about cases where the item is intact. If the item is intact and it shows Kivar Ve'em, then you have to return it. But if the item is intact and there's no Kivar Ve'em, you don't have to. He's interpreting the Mishnah as the item is intact. Not like Rava. So how could Rava interpret the Mishnah not like Rebbe? Rav is looking at, Rebbe is looking at the end of the mission where it says land. It means you stole the land. And it's Lavdafka land. You stole anything that's nicker. Kivar Ve'em, you have to return but that means that he's interpreting the entire mission is talking about a case where the item is intact. Rava was forced to say the item is not intact because Rava holds. That means that an inheritor is a continuation of the father. If the inheritor is a continuation of the father, then you should have to return a laptop. But so why is it? So the Rava was forced to say the entire mission is talking about a case where the laptop is gone. But that's not how Rebbe interpreted the mission. So you know what the answer is? Elama Rava. Rabbi said the following, Rabbi said, when I die, Rabbi Oishi is going to greet me in Shemaim. Because I'm going to interpret the Mishnah like him. Meaning, you're right. I'm not interpreting the Mishnah like Rabbi. How could I not interpret the Mishnah like the one who authored it, the one who compiled it? The answer is, I am interpreting the Mishnah like Rabbi Oishi. Rabbi Oishi had a brisa that's very similar to the Mishnah, and he's going to look at that brisa as being the, the model for our Mishnah. And therefore, Rabbah's source, Rabbah's going to stick with his convictions that the Mishnah is talking about a case where the item is gone. I, Rebbe, didn't interpret it that way. I interpret it like Ravashi. The Gemara says, because Ravashi had a brisa that said, the same exact thing as our Mishnah, but the item is gone. It says, if you steal, and you feed your children, they do not have to pay. 
because there's Yish and Shin Rishos, as we're going to explain in a moment. Heniach Lufneim, if you left the item, Gezela Kayemes Chayovin, if the item is intact, you have to return. Eina Gezela Kayemes, but if the laptop is gone, Peturim, Mamish, the way Rav interprets the Mishnah is how Rav Oishi's Brisa is. If the father left them real estate, even if the item is gone, you have to you have to pay for it. So Mamish, Rav's interpretation of the Mishnah that the item is stolen and then consumed and gone. Because if the item was intact, you'd have to return it. The case of the item is gone, you don't have to pay because it's a debt. Mamish, not like Rebbe's interpretation of the Mishnah, it's like Rav Oishia's Brisa. Now let's just finish up. The Brisa said that if you steal an item and feed it to your children, you don't have to, they don't have to pay. Didn't Rav Chizda say that if you steal an item and feed it to Levi, that Ru- Shimon could take either Reuven or Levi to court? So why do the children not have to pay? The same way we asked Rav Chizda on our Mishnah, the Brisa also we're going to ask on Rav Chizda. Rav Chizda said that Bryce that says that you do not that the children do not have to pay is talking about a case where it's after Yish. Meaning, Chizda would say that if it was before Yish, then Reuven and Levi are both responsible and you could take either one to court. The Bryce and the Mishnah that say that their potter is talking about after Yish. Omer Mar, just to finish up, the Bryce then said, If the item is still intact, you have to return it. Wait a minute. Didn't this is this is how Rava interprets the Mishnah, but that's not how Rami Bar Chama interpreted the Mishnah. Name it after you the Rami Chama, because what did Rami Bar Chama say? Rami Bar Chama said that every time you inherit something, it's like an ownership change. Therefore, if the laptop is intact, you don't have to return it. The children don't have to return it. Why? Reuven steals a laptop from Shimon. There's Yush, and then Reuven dies. Levi, Reuven's son, is mamish like a new ownership. So there's Yish and Shin Rishus. You don't have to return it. So how come the Bryce says you do? Rambam says very simply, that's talking about before Yish. Rambam's opinion is only when it's after Yish. We'll stop here.